Good morning. You are listening to Real Presence Radio Live. I'm your host, Father Kyle Metzger. I'm joined with Roxanne Solonen. We're in the studio here of Real Presence Radio. We had wonderful segment from Peggy, Peggy wasn't it? Talking that was about fascinating, yes. The uh, This very tragic car accident, but how the Lord really mm. used that to, to bring her into deeper union with him. I think a lot of us can use that advice every single day. There's just, even if the little things that come up, you know. Anything that happens in, we had a, a professor in seminary, anything that happens to you can make you better or bitter and you mm. choose. Mm -hmm. And yep. for Peggy, it made her better. It's not about us. There's a God that made us that can handle these things. Yeah. So. Wonderful. Well, we are uh, now, Roxanne, joined in studio with two of my brother priests, Monsignor Gregory Schleselman and Monsignor... Oh, not Monsignor. <laughs> sorry. Maybe one day, Father. <laughs> Father, <laughs> Father Raymond Courtright, two priests of the Diocese of Fargo, um, to talk about our priests. But before we dive into that conversation, I do want to remind our listeners that um, there uh, you can go to the website, realpresenceradio.com, for many uh, much great content. If you missed the last segment with Peggy, you can find that on realpresenceradio.com. You can listen to programming from past shows. Um, there's also a podcast. Uh, if you miss uh, daily things, you can submit a prayer request, uh, nominate your favorite priest for donuts, you know. Monsignor Schlesselman is giving me a thumbs up for that one. Send him to the Newman Center. So please go to realpresenceradio.com, download the app, a lot of great content and opportunities there. Well, fathers, um, this segment is kind of honoring the priests in our life. And uh, in the Diocese of Fargo, we had um, a, an event in the last couple of weeks where one of our own brothers, Monsignor Jeffrey Wall, did pass away. And we wanted to spend a little bit of time reminiscing about this Great priest is very wonderful, charismatic, uh, charitable personality, and the impact that he has had on our lives, on so many of his parishioners' lives, served in many different parishes, schools. Monsignor Sussman, why don't we uh, start with you? Tell us a little bit about this brother priest that you love so much. Well, Monsignor Wald was a, was a great friend. We, um, I got to know him, began to get to know him back in uh, 1992, when I first came to the diocese, and uh, we, uh, along with Father Courtright and uh, Father Luton and some others, we were in the same uh, priest fraternity group. And so we, over the years, spent a fair bit of time with him. And one of the things that really stands out in, in thinking back on all the many memories that, uh, that I have of him is uh, the tremendous generosity and loyalty and really compassion that he had for others. Uh, and in particular, uh, for two people— um, Bishop Sullivan, whom he was very close to uh, in his time as seminarian and then as a priest, um, in his aging years, uh, as he retired, uh, really needed someone to kind of watch over him. And uh, uh, Father Monsignor, at the time, Monsignor Wald came to, uh, to Fargo, became the pastor of Holy Spirit, and welcomed Bishop Sullivan into the rectory and took admirable care of him uh, all the way to the very end. Um, he really dedicated himself to making the bishop feel um, at home, uh, to provide for his spiritual needs, to do everything that he could possibly do to, to make those final years of, of the bishop's life um, as blessed as he could. And, and I think he did an exemplary job. He really, he did, and he did it wholeheartedly without complaint, uh, a lot of humor, um, talking about Bishop's love of ice cream. I think it was the last thing that Bishop Sullivan ever ate was ice cream. <laughs> he had good taste. Um, and uh, he just, it was a remarkable thing to witness. And he did the same thing with an associate um, whom we dearly miss, Father Darren Didier, who died after three months of the priesthood. 
from cancer that he fought really strenuously, but uh, ultimately succumbed to. And he was the associated Holy Spirit under uh, under Monsignor Wald, and the same the same uh, dynamic occurred. He took phenomenal care of Father Darren, uh, and he deeply missed him, really loved him, really showed him a father's heart, and uh, it was a tremendous gift I know to Father to Father Didier in those final in those final months. They were so short, um, and yet he. He felt at home, and he felt very much at home with Monsignor Wald. And so that really stands out, uh, the quality of the man, who had plenty of work to do. It wasn't as though he wasn't, you know, Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a good-sized parish with a, with a school, a uh, tremendous amount of activity going on. So it wasn't as though he was, you know, had nothing to do. He, he had plenty on his plate, and yet he really sacrificially gave of himself. Uh, providentially, you speak of him is, and caring for the sick when he himself, you know, was cared for in an illness. He was, you know, middle-aged man and did succumb to COVID. So people ministering to him in his uh, final days as well. Um, Father Courtright, what uh, comes to mind uh, for you with Monsignor Wald? A dozen different things I wasn't thinking about as I've listened to Monsignor Schlusselman, but we had a lot of fun together. We were ordained together, Monsignor Wald and I, back in 1992. We, so, in fact, we would have never gotten together every month if it wasn't Bishop Sullivan saying, I want my group, my ordination class, says I want you guys to get together every month for a day of recollection and for pre-support. And I'm glad Bishop did that, because if he didn't, we would have never gotten together. And I guarantee you, Monsignor Wald would have never gone. Um, he likes staying in his rectory, and <laughs> it takes a couple horses to drag him out of there. He's very likes being in the parish and leave me alone. Don't touch me. I don't want him. He likes his peace and quiet. But when you could get him out, he was just so much fun. Um, I think it was one of the nice things about being with him is I really got to know him so well uh, as someone who you could be with and didn't have any filters on. Which could be also challenging um, <laughs> to feel his wrath on a regular basis. And, but he just had such an incredible heart. Um, I really miss him. He, um, two things that come to mind, too, that it's a great loss to the diocese. I think he's one of our most outstanding priests. And two things that come to mind is the few opportunities I had to hear him preach at weddings and funerals. You know, not very often, of course, but those times I did, I took things home with me that I learned from him. He was very good. At, uh, at that, and then uh, also being an administrator, he had a talent that was uncanny, and I don't know if that's just because of all the time he spent with Bishop Sullivan, but when it came to running things, and that's what you do as a pastor, you know, I'm just amazed how little people know the difference between a pastor and associate. One guy's got a job, the other guy doesn't. You know, <laughs> uh, you, you're running a million-dollar business, and it's got to run, you got to pay bills, and it's just, it's, it's a whole different world, and he had it down pat. Um, and I loved watching how he would handle things. I learned a lot about becoming an administrator, watching him and how he dealt with, with situations and things that would arise. And he was so definitive. And when something would come up, it would take me days to figure it out. And in moments, he'd say, here's what you got to do. And then he'd give you three, four reasons, and here's why. And he'd be spot on. He just had a, an uncanny sense of that. And I, part of me thinks it's maybe just growing up on the farm. You know, it was just a super practical person and that's what being a pastor is it's it's a you know it's a it's knowing how to take out the garbage um um it's just those daily everyday things that are just you know um uh, how to do them 
well and to do them easily. And he had that down pat. He was just really a great administrator. And so I'm so, I'm so thankful he was here in Fargo and was at Holy Spirit and had the school, did such a great job, had such a beautiful heart for for Catholic schools, um, was inspiration to not only to many of our priests, but to uh, many of our families and students. Um, I could go on all day. Could, um, could you, you, you kind of alluded to that sometimes he gave off this impression of, of kind of, you know, a, a, a rascible guy. And the, oh, he of, was a, a rascible. A, a, a prickly personality. <laughs> but we all kind of knew deep down he was as soft as they came. <laughs> yes, that's it. Once you got through the, the uh, grumpy exterior sometimes. And anyway, he didn't leave you a guess when he was thinking. And I, I love that about him. It could be, you know, he could be talking about something for... Uh, on and on for 10 minutes, and as soon as I say to her, well, could you just shut up now? You know, he just, he lets you know, and he got tired to listen to what you're talking about. He didn't, you know, leave you guessing. And and he was just, and he had a way that was humorous, too. You know, we when we were with him, we were, he had us laughing all the time. Isn't that true, one senior? Totally. He was just fun to be with. Uh, even if he'd repeat the same story three times, we would laugh every time he told the same story. It was just kind of how he told it with that kind of gruff uh, attitude and uh, and just how he imitated people too was a lot of fun. He, uh, but yeah, underneath it, he had a heart uh, to envy. I have a question. How have you all um, processed his early death? I, I know I I crossed paths with him a couple times. I didn't know him as well as some people, but but the but what I did know uh, touched me deeply, and um, and I had some tears. Um, how have you, as brother priests? dealt with the untimely death of one of your brothers. I, I'm just curious how how you've processed that so others can maybe approach it that way if they're still grieving, which we all are. Well, I, I think it's a combination of both uh, the human um, missing of someone, you know, that, she, that was close, uh, recognizing their qualities and their laughter, and, um, and, and in his case, you know, just the some of the, the way he, you know, the, the responses to texts that he would send that were so, so typical of his, of his sense of humor and his political leanings. It was ironic that, uh, I'll just, this is a, a quick parenthetical thought, but you can't help but tell it. Uh, he loved politics. I mean, he was, he was an avid follower of politics. And I just thought it was kind of ironic that given this, you know, this upheaval in this election that Monsignor Wald would have been sent home, you know, called home the Lord. It's like, you know, you're just not going to get, you're not going to, this is not going to be good for you. So tell you what, why don't you come home and then you can see how the toll, the whole thing ends up. You don't have to worry about it, et cetera. So it'll be, I'm sure it was quite humorous. He's like, yeah, I know what's going to happen. You know, he could tell us the whole thing now. So, um, but I think, I think it's, it's, it's really much like it would be for anyone else. He's a brother. Um, uh, we, we lament his loss so early. Um, but, you know, we don't know uh, the time nor the day, as we just heard in the liturgy. Um, I think we're grateful. It's a way of, uh, and what this really helps, to be grateful for the gift of his life that uh, touched so many people. Um, and, and, and focusing upon that goodness and the fact that, of course, we're going we're gonna to experience a reunion. That's the hope, uh, you know, someday, um, and be able to see what God was up to, what God is doing in all of this. And I think that's the most important thing um, to really focus on uh, the working, you know, the labor of love of the Lord Jesus, because he's always doing something 
along those lines. And in this particular case, as in everything else, uh, he is accomplishing, you know, the establishment of his reign. And I think that that's what we, gives us the hope to carry on through. Mm-hmm. How about you, Father? Courtright, did you have any? Well, I can't go into grieving in two minutes. I don't know where I am. I still don't believe he's dead. Mm-hmm. I keep like waiting for him mm-hmm. to jump out of my trunk of my car or something. <laughs> like, where is that guy? He's, I just mm-hmm. don't believe it yet. Um, you know, he was a holy priest. He was a, uh, um, and I just, I just can't help. I just got these images of him being up at the pearly gates with St. Peter and you know how growing up as kids, we always have these jokes and stuff, you know, and I'm sure there's some great repartee taking place uh, as he gets to the pearly gates. And I'm sure he's got a few choice words for St. Peter about how things didn't go his way in this world sometimes. <laughs> like, about his untimely death, he's probably saying something like, well, it's about time. I've been asking the Lord to take me for 10 years now. What is this? You know, he's just that kind of person. But now as I kind of think more about, yeah, he really is dying. He died. He's gone. Um it's hard, and I and I, I I just can't help but think along those same scenes that uh, uh, when I get to the pearly gates, God willing, uh, he'll be there with St. Peter, and he'll be saying something like, oh, no, not Courtright. You're not letting this guy in. No way. Get him out of here. I'm leaving. <laughs> you are listening to our Real Presence Radio Live. We are uh, having a segment here honoring our fathers, and we've, uh, we're just reminiscing about a good priest in the Diocese of Fargo, Monsignor Jeffrey Wald, who passed away about two weeks ago. We're going to take a break. We're going to continue this conversation after the break, and we're also going to give you the opportunity to call in and share a brief story about a priest in your own life who you'd like to remember had a a powerful impact in your life. So stay tuned. We're going to take a brief break, but we'll be back here on Real Presence Radio Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. Being a priest is a great joy in my life, and I love especially the celebration of Holy Mass, where is the sacrifice of Jesus once again displayed before us, that we are informed by it, and it changes our life. Over time, the grace of the Lord actually gives us joy. And as a priest, to celebrate that sacrament, the sacrament of the Eucharist for people, and to bring God from the altar down to others and to give them the Eucharist is a great joy in my life. And as I distribute communion, I ask the Lord to bless each of the people that come up to receive the host. 
and I thank God for the great gift of the priesthood, which gradually came to me. It was not all at once, but over time I realized that the Lord was giving me the desire and ability to be a priest and to be a man in Christ, a man of the church, and a man for others. And he eventually showed me that that was the true joy, that where my deep gladness met the world's great need, and that is the essence of a vocation. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solonen with a co-host, uh, Father Kyle Metzger. We also have Father Courtright here with us and Monsignor Schleschelman. And everyone is wearing black. We're, we are mourning, but we're, we're mourning with joy also. Um, so that's always a beautiful thing about our Christian faith, that, that there is the sadness, and we do need to recognize that. But we also need to recognize the beautiful uh, hope that we have in the resurrection, and we get to experience that every time we do lose one of our loved ones. So we're naming this um, part of our show the Recognizing and Remembering Our Priests. We are focusing on Monsignor Jeffrey Wald, who left our world a couple weeks ago suddenly, and um, praying for him and remembering him. But if anyone has anyone, any priest that you want to uh, to recognize and celebrate, um, give us a call. We have our number is one eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two. We're inviting you to join the conversation this morning. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Any any of you have any other additional thoughts about our good friend Monsignor Wald? One thing that Monsignor Wald was very well known for is his work in Catholic education. He literally just finished a a major building project at the Catholic school he was with. Can you kind of share some background on his, his devotion to Catholic education? Well, it's legendary, actually. Uh, from the very beginning, he was first assigned as an associate after ordination to St. Michael's in Grand Forks. And, of course, uh, St. Michael's has a school. And I think uh, even though he grew up uh, in um, you know on a farm outside of Napoleon, he didn't go to Catholic school himself. Uh, at any point, uh, you know, graduate of, of NDSU. Um, so the first Catholic school he actually attended was major seminary. Uh, but at the same time, he, he just simply fell in love with the idea that these, uh, these children and young people would be able to encounter the Lord in the midst of their academic, you know, uh, endeavors as they're growing up. And he couldn't be, it was hard to pry him away from those schools. Um, uh, at St. Michael's, uh, and then, uh, of course, at Holy Spirit. Well, he was at Devil's Lake as well uh, for six years um, before Holy Spirit, and then Holy Spirit, and then Jamestown. And then, basically, my recollection was he, he simply wanted to be assigned to a place where there was a Catholic school. Uh, that was kind of like his his major his major desire. And... Uh, he was, he was a common and frequent uh, presence in the schools. He'd go into the classrooms. He'd be with the children on the playground. Uh, he loved to tell stories about his encounters with the children uh, and his encounters with parents. He, he would give great, uh, uh, enthusiastic, and well-reasoned uh, presentations to parents about their responsibilities and, and their commitment. And, and I can remember him numerous times talking about how uh, Catholic school parents were some of those that were 
uh, so helpful for him in the parish. And, uh, and he just, he was a firm believer in it, uh, in spite of all the difficulties, of course, and the challenges that Catholic education faces nowadays. And, uh, I remember one time he was talking about, he loved to go, especially into the kindergarten first graders, because they're so much fun. And, uh, they couldn't say Monsignor. That was just like too many syllables. So they just decided they're just going to call him senior. So he'd call him <laughs> Senior Wald. <laughs> <laughs> he, he loved that. He thought that was the best. Uh, so we started calling him Senior Wald. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he, he really believed in it. And, and, and if it weren't for him, for example, at St. John's Academy, um, you know, he, it was his vision to, uh, to, for this building project. And it is very significant that he was able to bring it to completion uh, right before his passing. Um, and I think that it, it bears testimony to his willingness to make sacrifices for the good of others, uh, and especially families. He really firmly believed in the, in the importance and the strength and the, and the enormous vitality that comes from a good Catholic family. And so he was willing to give whatever it took and to encourage others to do the same, and he was very successful at that. His last public event was the dedication and consecration of that school at the Basilica in Jamestown. Very fitting. Very fitting. Very fitting. Um, Father Courtright, you're at a parish, St. Anthony's. You have a school. You recognize... Oh, you, sorry. It was my old elephant. We my used to. School. We used to, yes. When but, I was ordained, it was actually the middle school then. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, in fact, your mother was teaching there yeah, when, uh, I when I was there back in 92 to 94. And we used to have our daily prayer group meetings with uh, students. It yeah. was awesome. I, I'm so glad that we had that school there and yeah. glad we were able to expand and enlarge it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things, you know, personally, you know, I'll offer as, as my current position is, is the vocation director for the Diocese of Fargo. Um, I think every summer without exception over the last maybe 10 years, we've had a seminarian assigned to Monsignor Wald um, when they're, they're back for the summer. Um, those, those summer assignments for seminarians are very uh, uh, critical to their formation where in seminary, you're, you're learning the academics, you're learning the theology, but in your summer assignments, you really apply that. What is, what, how does a priest live and interact, and how does he communicate that theology? And uh, as Father Cartwright, as you said earlier, his administrative abilities, he was very helpful to the seminarians to show how do you run a parish? How do you interact with the people when you go and visit the sick? How do you, how do you speak with them, and how do you administer those sacraments um, in a, in a very powerful way? And he was he was very effective at doing that, and very formative for the seminarians. I, uh, it would be interesting to count how many priests spent time under Monsignor Wald's mentorship while they were in seminary. And so, that, like, kind of that that impact that he's had on shaping the diocese with his time with seminarians would be would be quite broad. I would imagine I've never counted those priests, but probably would be very many. He always took good care of his associates. I just wanted to remind anyone who wants to call in and remember their priest. Um, we have our number is 877-795-0122. We are doing the segment on remembering and recognizing our priests. And we have someone, Donovan from Gilbert, would like to say a few words about a special priest. Um, Hi, Donovan. Yes. Hi, good morning. Thanks for calling you have in. such a wonderful, wonderful program. Thank you. Who, who did you want to honor this morning? 
I want to honor Father Perkovich. Um, he was our pastor for many, many years here. And how we got to know him is when we moved up here in 1985, and we went to church in St. Joseph, and here he was giving the Mass, and all of a sudden I said, yes, this is the place to go, because I thought he was such a wonderful person as a Samaritan. And then as we were there, I found out that he had a singing group called the Polka uh, Masters, and uh, what we did, he asked me a couple times, would you please join us and sing with us as we uh, go around and, and sing to God in different places across the area? So that's when I joined him, and I found out he was such a great priest because whenever he spoke, he could so down to earth when he would, we would fill the, the area for talking about God and being saved by God. It was just so wonderful. And then he died several years ago, wherein he was buried in Chisholm, uh, where he grew up. Sounds like a wonderful priest. Uh, what, what diocese is that, Donovan? That we were in the uh, New Alm Diocese. New right. Alm Diocese. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm uh, sorry, sorry. That's another one where I lived at. But the St. Uh, uh, Duluth Diocese. Duluth. <laughs> Formerly it was in, in the New Alm Diocese, but then I'm, we moved here to northern Minnesota where I belonged. We belonged to the Duluth Diocese. Well, we've got many listeners up in Duluth who maybe uh, also have very fond memories of Father Perkovich. Thank you for uh, for oh. your for your story. We'll uh, we'll uh, remember you him. God, and, uh, God, all of you. God bless you all. God bless Donovan. Um, if you'd like to share a story about your own priest, feel free to give us a call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Fathers, could you share a little bit about Monsignor Wald's sense of humor? It was legendary <laughs> and unique. <laughs> it was his personality that really would crack you up. He just, he was so down to earth and so straightforward and kind of a really no nonsense person. He would just, how he said things, you know, just the way he, the manner in which he spoke, you know, like, um, you know, if he didn't care what you were saying, it's like, uh, are you finished? You know, just how he said things, it was, um, um, I just try to think of some of the things he'd say all the time, too. He's had certain quips that he'd repeat frequently, um, like... Um, well, the word whatever came yeah, up quite whatever. often. Whatever. <laughs> right? Just how he said it. As Bishop it. said in the homily, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't seeing your point, right, he let exactly, you know exactly. He also did a fabulous... Imitations of farm animals. It was. It. I mean, all he had to do is start in. Once he'd done it once, he'd just start it, and it would get me laughing. I. I mean, I, I'd lose it. He. He could imitate animals like there's like no one I know, and it was. But in a humorous way, you know, in a way where you like he. He. He'd imitate the idiosyncrasy of an animal, that would really capture the humor of it. And um, his farm stories were fabulous. They were. They were just. He loved the farm, and he also didn't love the farm, and so it was it was great fun to hear him talk about his growing up in uh, in you know off off the coast of Napoleon, as it were, <laughs> and his deep love of the farm was shown that he asked to be buried back in his hometown of Napoleon. Oh yes, yeah, he hadn't lived there for quite some time, but that um, uh, that was obviously an impact to him that he wanted to go back home uh, for his his burial. Um, we do have a caller, uh, Randy, who is from Napoleon, and he, uh, he was a classmate of Monsignor Wald's. So, Randy, could you uh, tell us about your former classmate? 
I have a lot of stories I could tell about Monsignor Wald, but I'm, I'm going to tell you the best one that I have of Monsignor. Uh, was I nominated Monsignor three different times to be our Napoleon Alumni of the Year, and he never returned his uh, application back to to the uh, school. And so last year, when Bishop uh, Austin Vetter was installed, I was out there for that, and I was visiting with Monsignor and our Bishop uh, Folda at the time, and I was telling. Uh, Bishop, uh, about Father uh, Monsignor never brought back his application. So uh, he said, well, why didn't you do that, Monsignor? And he said, I guess I just never thought I was worthy. So I guess I just wanted to pass that out. That's just kind of the the guy he was. He was he was a awesome classmate, and uh, that's just who he thought of. He was, you know, he just thought that... Uh, Humble. Um, Everybody, everybody else. He was very humble and just thought about everybody else and just didn't think that he was that special. So uh, I did say to our bishop, I said, "Well, next time I nominate him, I'm going to nominate him in 2021, so he could be our alumni in 2022, which would have been our 40 year reunion." Hmm. I said, "I'm going to send it to you, bishop, uh, so you give it to him and make sure he turns it back." And our bishop laughed and said, "I'll do that for you." So I would just wanted to pass that cute story along uh, about the Monsignor. Well, thank you, Randy. And, and this time he can't say no. So, <laughs> right. Hopefully we'll get that, <laughs> right. get that sent through. All right. Well, thank you, Randy. God bless you. And thanks for sharing about your friend today. We appreciate it. Thank you. We also have, we have uh, Veronica as well from Valley City on another line. Uh, she wants to uh, thank us for, uh, for her pastor. So, Veronica, do we have you on the line? Yes. And and who did you want to honor today? Monsignor Dennis Sconsing, our pastor at St. Catherine of Alexandria. And what is it about Monsignor Sconsing that, that you believe to be special? Well, I'm very new to this area, and he's welcomed me warmly, and I, for which I'm very grateful and appreciative. Uh, I know that he lost a dear friend. In, uh, in 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 the, our deceased brother priest, and uh, I know that just from listening that this pastor was a, a great friend of the people of this diocese and a, and dearly loved by his brother priests. And Monsignor Sconsing strikes me as a man who is a true shepherd of his flock and seeks to sacrifice for the well-being of his flock. And I just wanted to tell him that as a, a new sheep, that I'm very grateful. Beautiful. Well, thank you. And definitely anyone who's affected by a death, um, it connects us all. And, and our priests are so important to us and our, our leaders and fathers and sometimes get a bad rap. So um, they're very dear to us, though. And thank you, Veronica, for sharing about your pastor. And I... I I know that uh, he will appreciate your your uh, commitment as well to the faith. So it goes both ways. But thank you for calling in today. We right. we are uh, uh, honoring our fathers uh, in light of the the passing of Monsignor Jeffrey Wald. So if uh, you would like to give us a call and share a brief story about 
um, a pastor that you once had, a priest that you once had that uh, had a very powerful impact on your life, give us a call. We'd love to share your story, delight in their memory. The number here at the studio is 877-795-0122. Fathers, I I do remember uh, Monsignor Wald, a handful of homilies that he gave that always struck me as very practical. You know, he had a way of, he he was a bright man, but he had a a way of taking the gospel and just making it very applicable um, to the common man. To the common man. He was very good at that. Uh, I think he, he had an, almost an innate sense about what people needed, uh, what they were looking for, and he could connect with people in a remarkable way in that regard, in his, in his preaching and in his, just in general, in his discussions with people and presentations uh, overall, his teaching. Uh, he just had a sense, and I'm sure in part it's in no small measure due to his upbringing. Uh, you know, uh, there's a certain, you know, farmers are... are are well known for having a, a practical bent and, and, a, and a grasp of what is needed um, and not getting lost in the weeds, so to speak, of theory. And uh, he, was, he really did a, a great job at that. And he, he really, I think he, he himself um, understood the gospel from that practical perspective because he knew it wasn't simply about an idea. It was about someone. It was about a person. And because it's about a person, it's about living, uh, living an authentic relationship with that person, and therefore that gets into the practicality of life. Um, and I, and he just was he was very adept at that and very quick at it. As, as Father Cartwright mentioned earlier, he he could kind of go to the heart of something very easily and uh, communicate that. He spoke people's language, I think, um, and uh, and that was a real gift that he had and and was willing to share. All right. Um, I believe we're going to go to a, a break. I'm not sure, but um, nope, we're not. Okay, we, we have a couple of people on the line that we're going to continue on with this segment of remembering and recognizing our priests. So we have Deacon Tom and Mary from Jamestown would like to share a little bit about Monsignor Wald. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Good morning, too. Uh, um, Monsignor Wald has been here at the Basilica for... Uh, uh, Going on seven years, uh, maybe eight years, and you know, being from Napoleon, I knew of him, and so we kind of hit it off, I guess, uh, pretty much right away. Um, but he did have uh, his ways of of doing things, and uh, if it wasn't quite the way he wanted it, uh, he would have a tendency to let a person know. I learned that very quickly, but at the same time. We had a great respect for each other, and and if we sat down and talked about things and said, you know, this is what I think, and it would be different than what he thought, then, well, okay, let's take it into account and see what we can do. So um, over the last few years, uh, we've we've really worked very well together, and I appreciate his guidance. Um, And having been a a little bit a part of the school building project, I know he was there every day and on weekends just checking things out and making sure that everything was according to Hoyle. And uh, we're very grateful for that because we have a great facility. Good, Mary. Yeah, I, I would like to share one of the sermons, one of the homilies that he would give a daily Mass that really stuck with me and will forever is that he would say, you need to fall in love with Jesus. 
and he'd point his finger and raise up on his toes, you need to fall in love with Jesus. That's my memory of him. You know, what well, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, I just I just wanted to mention when I heard of his passing, I thought of the whole Jamestown community and how hard that would have been because I know he was a very lively presence in that community, and so my prayers at that time were for the whole community. So we're thinking of you as you grieve the loss of someone that was um, just very dear to to your area and in all of our areas, but especially to you right there. So thank you for calling in. No. No, thank you very much. Have a good day. You too. God bless you both. We also have uh, Janet, who's calling from uh, West Central Minnesota, Eastern South Dakota, to offer a few words about a priest who had a big impact on her life. Janet, are you there? Jeanette? Uh, yes, sir, I am. Jeanette, who uh, who uh, who do you'd like to honor right now? Um, I would like to honor Father Robert Goblish. Tell us a little bit about Father Goblish. Well, um, Father Goblish had been in our area for many years. Um, he built the NASA church. Um, he, he took very good care of Madison. Um, he, was, he was a very good steward of his parishes. Where he personally uh, affected me was in two ways. Uh, he was extremely approachable, I thought, in, in my mind. And while he was in our area, my father had died in an accident unexpectedly, and uh, then nine years later, uh, my husband was killed in an accident, and uh, my kids were only six and three, and Father Bob had, I, my biggest fear was that my kids wouldn't find true presence of the Lord oh. after losing their father at such a young age. He covered that hole up like nobody's business. He took them under his wing. Very special man. Mm. Our priests are there for us in these these moments when we no one else can be in quite that same way, bringing us the sacraments and, and comfort. So thank you so much for, for oh, sharing. Oh, he was like a member of our family. Mm. Uh, mm. Just a wonderful person, and he just passed away in August. Okay. Um, so may he rest in peace. Amen. Thank you, Jeanette, and God bless you as you celebrate his life. Thanks you, for calling. You're listening Thank to you. Real Presence. Thank oh, yes, you, Jeanette. You, too. <laughs> you are listening to Real Presence Radio Live. We uh, This is your host, Father Kyle Metzger, joined with Roxanne Solonen. Uh, we are just remembering the good priests in our lives who've, uh, who shaped our lives, helped us fall in love with Jesus Christ and his church, uh, kind of prompted by the passing of Monsignor Jeffrey Wald, a very holy, good uh, pastor in the Diocese of, of Fargo. We're joined here in studios with uh, Father Courtright and Monsignor Schleselman, fellow priests uh, of the Diocese of Fargo, to, uh, to Monsignor uh, Jeffrey Wald. If you would like to share a story about a priest in your own life who had a big impact on you, we'd love to hear you. We're taking calls right now. So please give us a call, 877-795-0122. Tell us about a priest in your life. Roxanne, could I I put you on the spot? Sure. Is there, you know, a priest who's really had a big impact on you? Oh, no. (laughs) I might have to think about that. Lots of priests have had a big impact on me. And, of course, one of the things I was thinking is this is the month, November, right, when we're praying for the dead and praying for these people in our life. Well, actually, I will, now that you say that. Father um, Monsignor Bill Merkins um, 
was a priest that uh, influenced me in my college years. And he was someone who was in the the Bemidji area right before he died. Um, I I was able to uh, visit him in his final years and even be there at Red Lake for the, for the burial. He had a very um, close relationship with the, with the people at Red Lake reservation. And, um, and, and his, his funeral was, was a beautiful, a mixture of cultures. And we were able to actually um, at his funeral, we helped bury him. We helped um, do it in the traditional way of everyone got to, to take a shovel full of dirt and and pile it over this very humble, beautiful soul, and yeah, he he. I feel like if not for him, I'm not sure uh, where I would have gone in my faith because he was there in the Newman Center at MSUM at the time and um, just really taught me a lot about Jesus. He was a co-founder of the Dorothy Day House and and things like that. So uh, just wonderful memories of of Father Merkins and. Um, it was we many people grieved his passing too. So yeah, I, I mentioned him a lot in in that in the formative years, those college years when when you're you're kind of on the cusp of mm-hmm. where am I going to go? And I just think I I don't know if where I would have gone without him. So very appreciative of Father Father Bill. He liked to be called Father Bill even though he was Monsignor Bill. So yeah, I re- I remember. Um, well, first of all, let's go to uh, Andrew from Fargo. Um, no, oh, not quite online. All right, Andrew, we'll go to Andrew in a moment. Let me quick share a story about in, in my life. I would, I would probably put Bishop uh, uh, Sullivan on that list, particularly for one conversation when I was a senior uh, in high school deciding what, you know, what the Lord is going to do in my life. Um, the priesthood was definitely something I was thinking about. And uh, I kind of mentioned this to Bishop uh, Sullivan, and he invited me over to his home. And he said, let's talk about it. And I remember sitting on the couch and I just said to him, I said, Bishop, I, uh, I really think that the Lord might want me to be a priest. And he just kind of looks at me and kind of nods his head. And he said, I think so too. <laughs> you know, wow. A really quick discernment. You know, he, uh, the Lord had spoken, but we just had a nice, uh, maybe hour long conversation uh, just right there in, in kind of the parlor of, of his home. And uh, just talking about the Lord, talking about the priesthood, it was very moving to me. And as an 18 year old guy, you know, wondering, uh, what my life is going to look like. He was very grandfatherly, I would mm. say, mm-hmm. um, and really kind of gave me some good advice here in the next couple of months of, of what to do and what to look for. And so, um, so uh, you know, I remember, I didn't know Bishop Sullivan particularly well, but there were a few interactions with him um, that really did kind of reassure me of the Lord's love in my life. So I look very fondly back on him. Are we ready with Andrew? Andrew, are you on the line? Like to uh, tell us a little bit about a priest in your life? Yeah, I just wanted to honor uh, Father Paul Dukesher from the Diocese of Fargo. I think he's at St. He's at Angelicum Church in Fargo. Um, I just wanted to say that he, uh, I went through a time in my life where I wasn't uh, with the church, and I, you know, went and talked to him one time. My wife and I want to get our marriage convalidated, but I went and talked to him, and I kind of explained our situation, and I kind of, ex- he, he asked me, you know, are you, he's like, oh, do you go to church regularly? And I said, well, no. Well, do, you, do you frequent the sacraments? He's like, well, no. And he goes, oh, so you're a bad Catholic. <laughs> and I kind of was struck back. He said it in a very nice way, but I was, I was struck back by that. And I, I was like, oh, wow, I, I am I? I never thought of that. And I just wanted to, it, it was a huge moment in my life, and it was, it honestly, just him saying that to me changed my life. Like, I've never had a priest say that to me, and 
it really made me turn around, and it it, it honestly is like a huge turning point coming back to the church. And uh, it's just a uh, it, it takes people to uh, a priest like Father Duke should just say something so direct like that, but so true, and and but saying it in such a loving way. And uh, I just really appreciate that about him. Really prompted kind of a deep reflection, conversion in your life. Yes, yes, exactly. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Andrew. We uh, we appreciate your phone call. And and welcome, welcome home, welcome back after your time away. Some of us do go go through those valleys, but it sounds like your conscience was tapped and and God was calling you. So um, we're we're happy to have you back yeah. with us. Thank you. God bless thank you. Thank you. Father Courtright, can I uh, put you on the spot? Absolutely. Share, share about a priest? Yeah. I mean, other than Monsignor Wald. Right. I can't think of anybody but Monsignor Wald. Okay. I just can't. I'm sorry. He's just, uh, I'm just thinking of all these funny stories that are just floating through my head. I'm thinking one, one of our uh, a good friend of Monsignor Wald, uh, Geraldine, was talking about her conversation with him on the, uh, on the phone when he was in the hospital and and he's just got that, that that sense of humor that's so funny. You know, he didn't worry about dying. You know, he looked forward to heaven. Uh, and um, and he was prepared for it every day. It's not like he was, that's what he lived for. Um, I, he, he embodied in my mind those beautiful verses of St. Paul where he says, you know, Lord, if you want me in this world, fine, you know, for the advantage of the church and ministry. But, you know, I'd rather be with you in heaven. And he really, he lived that. It's not something like he said all the time, but just the different ways that he would say things and so forth. And, and, um, and they just came out <laughs> in my mind, very funny ways. And, uh, you know, if he came to, um, uh, being called home, you know, he had his bags packed, you know, and he was it's about time, you know, <laughs> he's ready to go. He's, he's, uh, and he was like that when he was first ordained. I always marveled that even before he finished his first year as a priest, as the associate at St. Michael's in Grand Forks, he was ready to be a pastor. And that just amazed me. And like he would say things that were going on at St. Mike's of decisions that the pastor just, you know, things he just did for years and years and years and never changed that needed to be changed. And he was all over it. And I just thought, wow. He just had insights into um, the parish and so forth. And, and, and he would say, you know, like he was ready for to, to be a pastor. He wasn't kidding. And I never met anyone like that. You know, most guys, if they're lucky, if they get to serve under two priests, you know, and, and start to learn about how to be a pastor, he was all over it. He just, that always amazed me about him. Um, it's like he was born for the positions, like it was just in his, it was in his blood. He was so uh, devoted to being a great priest, and uh, it just came out of him in, in everything he said and did. In the in the church, Father, you know, we talk a lot about charisms, different gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, that people can have. but And one of them that usually is not thought of really as a gift of the Holy Spirit, but really is, is administration. You know, there's a certain gift in order to administer a parish well that really disposes it to flourish in prayer and service in the church. And that continues to come up with Monsignor Wald. He had a gift of administration, which is, um, is a charism in yep. the church. I know the friend that you're talking about, Geraldine, and and she was one of the ones that gave me some insight in those early days and hours. And 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 all she really had, to, what she said was, "I'm crying right now," and he would be so mad at me because he just wanted to get to heaven. And I thought, "Wow, that that's really all I needed to know about Monsignor Wald." Like 
he was here for us, but he was also had the other eye and his uh, the other foot right there ready to go. So I think that brings us so, so much comfort. I mean, it did to me to know that, okay, this is someone that he was prepared and he was trying to prepare other people too. And so there's, there's I don't know, there's a consolation there for me. So. There, there really is for me too, because mm-hmm. he really, he lived that. Uh, his bags were packed and I heard him say it many times, you know, he was ready to go. That's a gift, because I think we all want to get there, but I, I, I know when push comes to shove, I'm not quite sure, <laughs> you know? And so to know that he just, that, that vision was so clear to him. You are listening to Real Presence Radio Live. We're uh, remembering Monsignor Jeffrey Wall, the priest of the Diocese of Fargo, who passed away a few weeks ago. And we're giving all of our listeners the opportunity to call in um, to remember a priest in their own life who had a profound impact on them. We have time for maybe one more caller. So uh, if you'd like to call in, the number is 877-795-0122. Monsignor uh, Slushelman, can I put you on the spot to share about a priest? Well, there's been, um, I'd have to say, there's been a number of them uh, over the years. Um, uh, I did have uh, one that he's, he's not here, uh, in the sense of um, in our diocese, but uh, a priest, uh, a Jesuit, who um, was a spiritual director for me for a number of years, Father John Horn. Uh, he's still active down in Florida, um, very active in in promoting um, you know the the good of diocesan uh, priesthood. He's he's been dedicated to that for many many years. And uh, what I've what I marveled about his um, he has many gifts, but what I marveled about his um, his friendship and his uh, his willingness to accompany me for a time uh, was was a genuine uh, and very healthy sense of of like the the wholeness of of life. You know the um, that the Lord encompasses everything, and he taught it mostly by virtue of what he did, of how he lived, uh, and then secondarily by what he said, and it was. Always remarkable, um, his willingness to, uh, you know, his cheerfulness, his willingness to look into challenging situations, uh, whether it be in the life of the church or society or whatever it might be. And we've had so many conversations over the years uh, where his insights uh, just go right to the heart of the matter, just a real wisdom. Um, and and it, he's always been uh, an inspiration in that regard, um, a man who's who's suffered a lot himself in, in, in so many ways uh, for the life of the church, but has retained, uh, um, I think you said it, you know, it, it's a choice between becoming bitter or better, and he, he's really <laughs> chosen the better pathway. And uh, he continues to be, so it's just a joy to see him on the rare occasion now that, that we connect. And, um, and, I, and I definitely have to say that he, he, he probably had the, one of the most significant impacts on my life. Uh, as a you know, if I look to a priest who has really, um, you know, blessed me in so many ways, and that's that's certainly Father Horn. Hmm. Beautiful. Well, we do have one more caller calling in about Monsignor Wald. We have Brianna on the phone. Hi, Brianna. Hi, Roxanne. How are you? Good. Uh, what do you want to share about about our friend Monsignor um, Wald? I yeah, Monsignor Wald. What a dear man. Um, oh, I get soaked up um, just thinking about him. But he he was. Um, Someone that prior to me becoming Catholic, um, he hired me and trusted me um, in a position within his his staff, um, and then really took me under his wing and um, 
has helped me grow in my faith and, and eventually um, um, confirmed me. Um, and he he was just somebody that, like, he, he gave me all of my sacraments, all my first sacraments except for baptism, but um, he was just somebody that, he was my first example of the Catholic Church, and um, he really... He really. I know a lot of people have said he just really loved Jesus, and you could see that in him. And he was just a big teddy bear, and and had such a gift for leadership, but also compassion. And um, he had such an impact on me, and and really showed me how very much priests do for us, and how very hard they work, and and oftentimes thanklessly. Um, he was just such a gift um, to our to the church at large, but but also very much to me. Mm. Thank you, Brianna. Uh, we're praying with you for your friend and our friend, and uh, we appreciate you calling in today about him. Thank, Thank you. you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. You too. Well, Monsignor Sussman, Father Courtright, our time is escaping us, but we appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing about uh, Monsignor Wald. Well, thank you for Thank the you. opportunity. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. It's uh, very um, helpful for me. I'm really glad we did this segment. I think sometimes we just have to pause. Life goes on so quickly, and then we're on to the next thing, right? And I just feel like sometimes we just need to sit and kind of reflect. So It's the month of November, Roxanne, mm-hmm. and uh, the church really dedicates this month to the memory of the dead. Mm-hmm. We pray for the dead in a, in a renewed way. We begin the, the month with All Saints Day and then followed up by All Souls Day. So uh, a worthy thing for the people who've passed on, our Catholic instinct is to pray for them. To pray. So pray for... Monsignor Wald, pray for your family and friends who've passed away. Um, go to the parish and um, have a mass said for them. Go to the parish office and they can, uh, every mass is sacrificed for an intention. If you didn't know that, the priest has an intention when he offers the mass and oftentimes it's for the repose of so, somebody who's passed away. Mm-hmm. So uh, a very beautiful Catholic thing is to have a mass said for somebody who's passed away. You know, we just got past um, Veterans Day, and and I was thanking everyone that I saw, um, thanking them for their service. I just wanted to thank you three for your service as as priests. Um, We we appreciate you so much. I just want you to know that. Well, we want to give our listeners a quick preview of what's going to happen tomorrow. So I'm going to uh, throw it to our technical director, Teresa. What do we got on the docket? Yeah, so on our next Real Presence Live, that's Monday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Peter Martin from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, will be with us to talk about praying together as a family. And what is spontaneous prayer? Father Jason Kern will talk about this um, on that day, too. And are virtues the secret to living a happy life? We'll discuss this more with Tom Peterson and Dr. Ryan Hanning. All that and much more will be coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Monday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Thank you so much, Therese, and we're looking forward to our next seg- uh, next show. Uh, and, and remember, Wednesday, we'll be talking about shepherding them home again. So I just thought uh, maybe Monsignor Schleselman could give us a blessing before we go today. Certainly. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for the blessing and the great gift of those in our lives, especially priests who have blessed us along the way. And in particular, we remember Monsignor Jeffrey Wald, and we ask that you uh, draw each of them especially him, into the life of the Trinity and the life of heaven and grant them eternal rest. And all those who miss them and and, uh, long for the reunion with them, that they might be consoled by the presence of the risen Jesus. And so may the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come upon you all and remain forever.
Thank you. Amen. That's Amen. a good way to go into the day, right, Father? It's always <laughs> a delight to host with you, Roxanne. You too. Thank you so much. And for you, gentlemen, for being here. Thank you, Roxanne. Thank you. Thank you, Father. This Kyle, has been uh, Real Presence Radio Live on this beautiful Friday the 13th. And we look forward to uh, having you join us again back on Monday for another great show. Roxanne? I think that's a wrap. So God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.